Blog Talk Radio. John L. Solomon, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It is my purpose today to bring you strength. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom, the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary in life from the sourcehood of our connection with our Lord Jesus Christ. So what I want you to do is roar for your victory. Come on, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance, and roar for your strength. Strength from the lion's den. Tonight, we're going to be talking about crossing your Red Sea. The pathway to renewing your mind. I hope you're ready for this tonight because I got some powerful uh, guests tonight. Listen, the Lord God parted the Red Sea and Israel crossed over on dry ground to freedom and a promised land. But were they ready to receive those gifts? Hmm. Many people desire to be free and reach for that next level. But what is holding them back from entering that liberty and getting that needed breakthrough? It's time to conquer our fears with the powerful renewing of your mind. See, I got some powerful thought leaders tonight. They're going to show us that pathway. See, my first guest, he is the father of three children that he loves with all his heart, a family man that believes and acts in putting God first. He's been in ministry since 2005, and he started out. And he started out-of-the-box ministries nine years ago and is the presiding overseer. Too many times people today put God in a box, and he's too big for a box. So what we're doing is doing away with the four walls and the limitations some people have put God in. And we're taking a real stand for the word of God to go near and far telling everyone about the Lord God. If you know this man of God, then you know what it is to have a real friend. The blessed overseer, Terry Oliver. Overseer, thank you for being on the show tonight. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. All right. Thank you, sir. My my next guest is a native of Atlanta, Georgia, presently residing in Warner Robins, Georgia. She is a mother of three 
and grandmother of handsome twin grandsons. In 1993, she accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. She has spent over the last 15 years actively engaged in the labor of ministry. In 2007, under the guidance of the Holy Ghost, she established No Limit Outreach Ministries. In 2009, she was ordained as an evangelist. Two years later, she was installed as, a, as pastor, and on March 4, 2011, No Limit International Ministries was sanctioned. Today, she continues her faithful service as the overseer of No Limit International Ministries and CEO of No Limit Outreach Ministries. She is a certified counselor and motivational speaker who has served on many community organizations advisory boards and has mentored people of all ages. She believes firmly in empowering the people of God through the word of God and is best characterized by her love for people. She remains committed to preaching the unadulterated word of God and humbly gives God the glory. I want you to meet the awesome Pastor Carol Walker. Pastor, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you, sir. It's an honor. Hello, everyone. All right. All right. Come on, let's hear it for our guest tonight. We're glad to have him. How about that, Overseer? <laughs> oh, that that's great. That's great. That's great. You know, and Pastor, you know we give God all the glory. Listen, hey, man. Hey, 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 right out the gate, what I want to know, when you hear the phrase, crossing your Red Sea, we, we know what the scripture says, and we know the story behind this phrase, but what was your Red Sea that you had to cross? I want to start with you, Pastor Walker. What was the Red Sea in your life that you had to cross? Except being accepted and being released from the spirit of rejection. That was my Red Sea for me. That Red Sea um, caused a lot of um, childhood adversities. Um, and when I look at when I saw that Red Sea, and I had to come to come to final reality that hey, Carol, and, and we're just going to be real tonight, okay? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Carol, you are accepted by God, and when you learn to be accepted by God, then He'll teach you, and He'll have others to accept you as well. But when I looked at that Red Sea, and if uh. you think about Red Sea, we think about the fact that. My adversity and when we think about God parting something, what was that inside mm-hmm. of me that he had to part? That was me. Mm-hmm. Me fighting against my own self. Mm-hmm. Me fighting against mm-hmm. my own thoughts. Me blackmailing my own, my own self. So when I came across that part of me having faith that Red Sea was the fact that, bottom line, I had to die some tied to the will of God so that I could be able to live in the will. Mm. Wow. I like how you put that blackmail of your own self, uh, self-sabotage, if you will, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And when you say accepted, you mean by wanting people to receive us, to like us, to embrace us, correct? Correct. Um, more so, um, that is actually correct. Uh, being accepted, let me just go a little deeper, being accepted by my own family members. All right. All right. Amen. Because a lot of times uh-huh. we... Uh, it, it's not the outside that we have a problem with. It's the inside, mm. meaning our family members, uh, our close loved ones um, from all over, even it being accepted in the church. My God, you said a mouthful right then. Oh, mm. uh, wow. Uh, Overseer, what, what, what was the Red Sea that you had to cross? Um, the Red Sea that I had to cross was it was sort of split down the middle as far as, like, 
the difference between religion and tradition because I was, you know, it's like the more that my, what God was telling me is to fight against this religion and tradition and come mm-hmm. into the true word of God, you know, that I you know that had to be rightly divided. And but, so uh, when it was oh, rightly. Oh, so you said a difference, but you said religion and relationship. Religion and tradition. Okay, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, because, see, I was introduced, you know, when I was a young child at, to religion and tradition. Mm-hmm. But when God's word truly came upon me, I had to understand that I had to follow his word and come up from up under tradition and religion because it was destined me to hell. So mm-hmm. I had to fight against it and went and coming against and coming upon that, I went, you know, basically toe to toe with some people that's been in ministry twenty and thirty years. You know, and they you know, telling me that I wasn't who I was in Christ because I wasn't following the floor plan that they had set, which mm-hmm. is the seat. So when it was divided, I had to make a choice. Am I going to follow God or am I going to follow man's plan? Mm-mm. My God. I, I, like, I like how both of you put it, having to uh, – that, that, that Red Sea is a – it's definitely a challenge that you have to uh, overcome. It's easy to think about it in a, a theory or in a, uh, a powerful speech or a motivational moment, but when you have to face that sea, it's a different uh, animal, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I what I want my ne- my next question, as I was thinking about, I was wondering. I said, okay, how how did you, Pastor, free yourself from uh, personal opinion or wanting to be like as well, overseer? I was thinking, how did you overcome those old heads? I'm sorry. How did you overcome those stiff deacons and you know, I I I, 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 I you know, they, they'll drop a Bible on you. You you start preaching too long, they drop Bibles, and there are people you don't. Drive the right car. You don't look the part. You know, I, I was wondering how, and I would like for you to tie this into this next question. How did you overcome those things? Because the question is asking, who was the Moses that led you out of your Egypt, and how were they instrumental? Because when we came out, there was, you know, of course we know it was God all the way, but God sends people, and I, I still see the young man now who God used. I mean, there are many people sprinkled in our path that help lead us to the cross, but that final gate was a person who maybe grabbed us by the hand. So if I can hinge that off of uh, how did you get through that Red Sea in your mindset, and who was the Moses that led you out? I'm, I'm going to start with you on this one, Overseer. Okay. Uh, first of all, my Moses that led me out was our Lord and Savior because I put all my trust into him. Mm -hmm. I put everything into him. Now, yes, in the beginning, I followed what man said, but then I had to go back. I had to go back and reexamine self, and I had to ask self, who who report am I going to believe? And I had to believe the report of the Lord God. I had to believe believe that what he said is true. So that that brought me back to being let out. And yes, those some of those um 
I guess you could say the one that's been seasoned and overseasoned, overcooked um, people of God, you know, that was so caught into their ways and and transitioning and everything that they was into. You know, it's like, yes, they they tried to blackball me in this. They tried to say that I ain't this and that I ain't following protocol this. I'm like, okay, who am I going to believe? I'm not going to believe what man's saying that's been going on that's not working. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not working because they they're too busy sitting behind, you know, those the the enclosure of those walls. Like, am I gonna believe God? What God said, go out into the vineyards and preach the word to all that were here. You know, so mm-hmm. I had to definitely focus down and, and and trust in God. You know, yes, I I are people still today telling me that okay, then oh you should go this way, you should do this and you should do mm-hmm. that. But then I, I I quickly say, Lord God, what would you have me to do in this hour? What would you have me to, where would you have me to go? Because I never want to be out the will of God. You know, even though sometimes we mm-hmm. being a man, sometimes I, I, I step wrongly. But I, I trust God to lead me back to his path. Amen, amen. Uh, Pastor Walker, could you answer the same question, please? The for me, I have a different twist. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. an issue with church altogether, and because when I was in the world, I parted with the people that was in the church, okay. and I parted with the deacons, and I parted with so many different people. So I got introduced to my Moses in a twofold. Um, I had a Moses and a Moses system. I, um, the person that I can say that it was truly that was instrumental to me was uh, Mother Dean. Mother Dean mm-hmm. was um, a, a, a woman of God that was what I experienced to be real. And what do I mean by real? She was the one that was going in the community doing the work that I thought that I didn't know enough about the Bible, but I felt in my spirit uh, and heart to heart that this is what you're supposed to be doing. I saw her helping. I saw her doing a lot of things that was contrary to what I knew or or was raised up in. Um, So she was my Moses to help mentor me, to keep me, to hold me accountable. Right, right. And what I mean by holding me accountable, as she mentored me, she made sure that what she mentored me in, I was it was being used in applicable uh, um, way. Now mm-hmm. I had another friend. This is this is this is that was great for me. That her name was Laura. Laura Pastor, was someone that who was a Pastor, a preacher that who me, was a, that that Pastor, came to said, be a drunk. Pastor, you said her name. Her na- what was the name again? Her name was Laura. What her name was Laura Bice. Laura. Okay, Pastor, we got we got I gotta go to a, to a commercial. When we come back, I want you to pick pick that back up because this is, is this is powerful. Everyone who's on here with us tonight, hold on, we'll be right back after these words. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with WIN to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. 
We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Hey, and hey, we're back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuning in to Strength from the Lion's Den. Listen, we're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. I'm partnered with a good team of people that want you to win. Listen, I want to thank everyone again who's tuning in tonight. You're the reason why we're here. I want you to get a free copy of my book, The Power Keys, Life of Wisdom Series, Volume 1. It gives you wisdom for living, some basic wisdom for living. Just go to like my page, Apostle John L. Solomon. Give me a valid email address, and I will send you my book, The Power Keys, in ebook format. Listen, tonight we have a wonderful, wonderful show. We have in the lion's den my special guest, Overseer Terry, Terry Oliver and Pastor Carol Walker. And we're talking about crossing your Red Sea. And so far we're getting some, some powerful word and some Deep wisdom and understanding on how you can get over your Red Sea. We want to go a little bit deeper, but when we left off, Pastor Walker, we were talking about that secondary Moses who came along to help you through this. You want to uh, continue to elaborate on that, please? Yes, her name was Laura. And Laura was a friend of mine that who were delivered from um, being a drug addiction. But mm-hmm. through the course of life, some of the things she went back to. And I went to and let Laura know that I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And Laura began to, I think I was a, a Moses for her as well as she was a Moses for me. Laura began to, um, began to be instrumental in my life by training me and guiding me in the Word. And one thing that Laura told me, she said, let this Bible be your guide. She said that you can go visit people, you can hear things, but you need to make sure that you hear the Word of God through the Word of God. And daily, for months, she spent hours after hours teaching me the Word of God, and, and we rightly divided the Word. And when I began to go through crisis, Laura said one thing to me. When you continue to whine and, and, and mope about what people said or thought, you're not dead enough. She said, mm. you have to humble yourself, learn how to go down to be able to come back up. Wow. That's incredible. It's amazing. You said she was your Moses, and you became a Moses to her. Correct. One one thing you said, you said she went back, which is uh, segues to my next question. At at the first sign of adversity, we know that the Hebrews, they began to complain and they murmur, and they were ready to go back into Egypt. Uh, Why why is it that we seek to return back to our bondage, or or why do we want to go back to what's familiar with us? If you can uh, do that for me, Pastor Walker. there's a, a author, uh, Barry uh, Griswold and Bob Jennings, made a statement years ago, and they stated that adversity is never the end point. For those who face with adversities, 
they are they have an attitude that is always the beginning of fear. I begin to think about that for a minute. A lot of times that we go back into uh the familiarity fear of the unknown. Mhm. Mhm. And we go back to um the 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 adversities or we 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 tend to stay there because we haven't changed our environment. So when we learn how to change our environment and have a new mindset and understand that we have to incorporate the Word of God and believe the Word of God to be able to stay in in, in the will of God. And Mm -hmm, let mm -hmm. me just say a little bit more about that. In the first sign of adversity, we understand that fear creeps in. That's correct. And when fear creeps in, fear creeps in, we, under, we, we know that fear creeps in to, um, we a lot of times look at fear as being uh, an obstacle, but it, it can be an opportunity. Okay. So when people don't know what's to come, they tend to go back to the familiar because the familiar, it may not be comfortable, but I know how to deal with it. I know how to maneuver around in it. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. I got you. I'm I'm used to that very thing. I'm I'm common with that very thing. But how do we seek how to not return back to that is that we have to turn away from it. Uh Uh And we have to know that we have been legally released from it by being justified. Amen. Amen. Overseer. Go go ahead, Pastor. Go, Go ahead. You can continue on. I, 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 I have to make sure I say this and make sure I'm very clear when I say this. When what makes people go back is the unsure to, that the fear of I'm not worthy. Mm. How can God forgive me? How can God use me? How can God love an old rich like me? Mm-hmm. When we re- when we. That's that's the reason why a lot of people, because they don't see right now, or they don't understand right now, what God has already done. Mm. And so because they can't see it, they tend to go back to what they can see and don't understand that it's a faith walk. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a blind guide so that you could be able to see vision later on. Absolutely. So I, I, I just want to make sure I tell that because it is a inside job for outside work. So hmm. I, I like I, I like what you said. The fear is not just uh, fright or timidity. That fear comes with instructions that you're not worthy, you're not capable, you're not the one for this. Correct. Overseer, if you can address this question. Um. Yes. Um, the best way that I can address part of it, this is give a part of my testimony of my Egypt, um, my 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 marriage that uh, ended um, was my Egypt, and escape from that. God, um, because one day I looked into the mirror, I did not recognize the person that was looking back, and that was me, and I, I cried out to God. Allow me to see me again. And, Lord God, take me up out of this bondage that was basically that was turning me away from God. So that was my Egypt that God made a way for me to escape from. And, you know, and he made a step every way, just like he did the people and children of Egypt that, you know, 
he guided them every way. He guided me every way up out of there. Um, you know, as far as, you know, um, I started walking and out of there, and it was a man showed up that gave me a ride that I didn't even know. And it's like he made a way for me to be able to call my family for help to come get me. But then in that, God still made a way for me to get to my destination. So God will give you a way to escape if you cry out. You know, that was my Egypt that I came, you know, I came up, you know, that God brought me up out of. And because mm-hmm. I cried out that I wanted to be delivered from that. Because, you know, being in our Egypt situation, sometimes we have to cry out that God deliver me from, you know, the bondage that have encamped, you know, encamped you down, that have held you down from being who God has called you to be or to doing what God called you to do. You know, so sometimes we have to cry out to God. You know, and just as everyday people, now we still complain about things that God have blessed. God have blessed us, you know, um, blessed us to overcome something, but then we still are not satisfied within ourselves. So we complain and mumber, you know, a lot of time like they did for 40 years, and they kept mm-hmm. passing the promised land each time, you know, and so it just made their their 11-day journey turn into 40 years. So sometimes mm-hmm. we have to stop complaining and say, Lord God, I'm going to trust you. You know, things may not look the way that they should look, but Lord God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to stop complaining and murmuring about so many things that I'm going to trust you and rely on you because the more that we rely on God, the more that he delivers us from some things that have held us down and keeping us in captivity for way too long. So we need to just say, Lord God, I surrender to you, and that's uh-huh. what I had to learn, and I didn't learn that overnight. It, that was an ongoing thing that I had to learn. You know, I, I had to do it by practice, and like they say, practice makes perfect. So I had to continuously uh-huh. remind myself, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust yes, God I until I believe that thing, until I felt that thing down deep inside of me. So that's why I could tell somebody that they got to surrender fully to God and have uh-huh. a relationship with him. Okay, I, I, I feel that with the crying out and surrendering to God. Uh, one of my takes on it was uh, just like Lot's wife, we can come out of something even into a different environment, but yet that thing will still be in us because we've not changed our mindsets. Just like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, they begin to complain in the beginning. Uh, y'all touched on it a little bit, uh, which my next question is, you know, you've heard the generational curses. Do you feel that mindsets are passed down that keep families in bondage? Uh, overseer? Um, yes. Uh, l- l- Generational. L- l- me, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't know. Do I need to elaborate more or you understand what I'm saying? Um, I pretty much understand. Okay. Um, Pastor, are you okay? I'm good. Y'all, I know what y'all need. I know what you need. I got you. The lions are still in there. They, they, y'all, they y'all, but y'all got the lions scared. Y'all, y'all keep going. Y'all keep going good. <laughs> well, to me, um, generational curses, yes, are, are passed down, but they can be broken. You know, they can be broken. To, you know, they can be uprooted. You know, not to hold us down any longer. And um, you know, if I, if I could just, you know, just go back with just, a, just for. A, Second, um, the one thing that keep that we keep going back for is security. 
and familiarity. So sometimes, you know, that's within generational curses that sometimes we get familiar with a certain, you know, uh, a certain situation, and we keep wanting to go back to that, you know, because we felt comfortable there. We knew that, you know, we knew that the just say we with a job, a job that we you know that we go through so much on day in day out that we still mm-hmm. return to that job because we know security there within that job. We know that okay. the way that the boss gonna act and all of this, knowing that there's no growth there for us, we stay there. You know, just like we deal with certain family members because it's comfortable to us. You know, it, mm-hmm. we deal with we go through that because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. To us, mm-hmm. and we just rather than being delivered from it, we stay there in that rut. We stay there, and we pass it down. We teach our kids, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta do this because Uncle So and So and did that. We got, you gotta do this because Auntie did that. So it's like that's the same way in churches. It's that familiarity of that security of the way that things been ran for too long. They keep going on and on and on. And so at some point, somebody got to break that curtain. Somebody got to so, break that bloodline. So we so we perpetuate that cycle rather than eradicating it because we want that comfort, that security. Is that that's basically what you're saying? Correct. Yes, yes, security and you know dependable. You know, so we Depending we keep there. We keep staying right there. Whew. All right, listen, we're going to hold that there for a minute. Pastor Walker, when we come back from this break, we're going to let you pick this up and dive into it. Uh, Our our listeners, you're tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. Hold on, we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene's Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ, and N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign All right, and we're back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We are powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Win Radio. We want you to win. Listen, tonight I have with me special guests, Overseer Terry Oliver and Pastor Carol Walker. 
Look, it, it's getting pretty intense in here tonight. I'm asking them a few questions, and I'm asking I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Uh, I'm telling you, if you can't handle the truth, you can't be on here tonight. It's just, just that simple. All right? All right, when we left off, Pastor, Ka- Pastor Walker. Pastor Walker. I'm here. Hello? Okay, yeah, there, there you go. Pastor Walker, okay. when we left off, we were talking about uh, generational curses and mindsets uh, with, with those passed down. You want to uh, 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 elaborate on that for us? Yes, I, I believe that um, it's a mindset that's created um, – as a history of behaviors. Um, generational curses, we look at it basically uh, defilement of, in our family. Let me just give you an example. We find now that in generational curses, we see um, things that um, every day we find we, uh, people who are mama, mama live with someone, never was married, sister uh, does the same thing, brother go and live with someone else, and they're not married. Those are culture that's created. Those are behaviors that created, and it be, it began to be a generational curse. More generational curses that we see that is a mindset, and that has become behaviors um, that's created. We find out that um, let's let's go let's let's go from a biblical standpoint. The Bible tells mm-hmm. us that train a child in which they should go, and they, when they get old, they should never depart from it. First of all, it says that train a child, but we find out now that we have grandmama raising children. Mm-hmm. And when the order is that you have mama and daddy, for whatever reason, we have grandmama taking the place of mama and daddy. And what happens is that that child have a baby and, and, and relinquish their responsibility and their ownership, and then guess what? They begin to raise their children's children. These generational curses will go on forever until someone makes the decision to stand in the Word of God and know what the Word of God says and live according to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. generational curses, yes, it's a mindset, but also a mindset that carries a form of behavior of defilement against mm-hmm. the Word of God. And, mm-hmm. and, and what comes to mind in, in the book of Lamentation, um, in chapter 5, it, it, it stated that the Father has sinned, and are not, and we abhor their iniquities. Mm-hmm. So we understand okay. that sin follows on. Mm-hmm. Okay, Follow I see. The mindset. It's the mindset. So we find the that mind- the mindset of how we think and what we have created. The old story told me one time before, it said that, why is little Johnny's neck cropped to the side? They asked Lil Johnny, Lil Johnny, why your neck caught to the side? Lil Johnny said, my daddy's neck caught to the side. Mm-hmm. And and they asked Johnny, daddy, why your neck caught to the side? He said, because my daddy's neck was caught to the side. But no one never, never understood that their neck being caught to the side. They saw everybody else's neck straight up, but they had their, head, uh, their neck caught to the side because they were used to seeing in the family that behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's powerful. Well, you know, our, our children, they copy and they paste. They copy us That's right. and they paste it into their lives. And what happens is sometimes we're, we're whipped back or beat back from challenging the behavior. 
if you challenge this behavior, you're going to be ostracized or you're going to be rejected. That's powerful. Um, I want to move on forward. And um, One thing we mentioned briefly was fear. I, I want to just run through this. We, we touched on it earlier, but uh, we saw when the children of Israel was crossing the Red Sea, there was a fear that came over them. And as, as uh, Overseer, you talked about leaving the job or our places of comfort or security, there's, fear, there's a fear that's factored into that. Uh, could you just speak on that, uh, how, how we get over those fears? Because we have to cross the Red Sea because everything that we need, that we want in our life is not where we are, but where we need to go. And it's through that Red Sea. So how... how do you suggest what what's ways we can get over that fear? Well, from my experience, um, fear. You know, God did not give us the spirit of fear. He did not. You no, know, so fear is not a part. So the more that you're in tune with God and you truly develop, once again, that relationship with him, you can overcome fear. You know, that's something that's not a part of your makeup. So if God really didn't put it in you, then if you're in tune with God and he's inside of you and you're inside of him, you can overcome any obstacle, but you got to trust. And it's one of those things that it's a learned behavior. You know, you know, just like hatred, it's a learned behavior. You know, and it's like because you put two babies side by side, they will show love, and they won't be afraid of each other because of color. But we are we're taught fear and how uh, of the unknown, fear of the unknown, because that's why some babies are more curious and and you know they have that you know that go get spirit where a lot of time when we get older we don't have that. Now, we have to feel like, oh, I may fall and break something. Or, you know, we we develop that fear over time. But we can overcome any obstacle with, with God and placing God first. You know, because you know, everybody on this line probably fear death. You know, and that's because your relationship with God having, you know, it's like we don't know about what death is. We don't know about, you know, dying physically. You know, we, we know about dying spiritually because it's written about that, and a lot of us have overcome that. But then when it truly comes to death, we, you know, it's like we own up to it. We fear it because we don't know what's waiting on us on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to, um, you know, just truly surrender to God and trust him that he's, he's going to cover us. He's going to protect us. He's going to guide us. So the more you develop that guidance, the more that you overcome what you fear. Amen. Um, Pastor Walker, would you touch on that fear for me, please? Can I let me let me say something first? Because my fear, I laugh about it a lot, um, and one of the other fears that I had, um, the fear of becoming a pastor <laughs> and <Okay. laughs> and being a female pastor. Uh in a place or in an environment where that is not truly welcome, especially as uh, as as a woman uh, in the South. Let's let's be real. Um, okay. A lot of lot of lot of people will not. A lot of men will not allow women in the pulpit. Mhm. 
and I have Wait, experienced let, that. Let, let me let me interject. You could you could you could, oh never mind. I, I'm, well, you could cook let the me, food me, and you could clean up the church, but you couldn't preach in the pulpit, right? I can cook the food, clean up the mm-hmm. church, uh, make the program. Uh huh. Pass out the program. Do the church announcement from 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 the pulpit, not in the pulpit. Not in the but pulpit. I Come on. I couldn't proclaim the word. All right. In the house of God. So, <laughs> so, but, but, how did I? How did I get past that fear factor? I again, as I started out earlier, to let you to say that I had to get past the point of the rejection that was creeping behind me and accept that God called me. Now, people, yes, they used the word and said that, you know, they used the characteristic of what a pastor is supposed to be. And so I went before God and I asked God, is this not of you? Remove it. What were some of my obstacles? My, the main obstacle that I, I basically had was don't let perfect cripple you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I began to identify my fears, and I realized that I had to have two partners running with me, and I had to have a right mindset, meaning clear thinking, and a sound doctrine of faith. Then I had to realize that how can I face those fears was that I had, had, had to overcome the havoc that was going on again in my mind and around me and what the naysayers were saying. And I changed that and had that as a window of opportunity so that I, so I can set, be set before God in a righteous manner and that I can be an opportunity for somebody else who was coming behind me. That's how I overcame my fears because I remember somebody else is coming in the same step. Let me be the trailblazer. Mm-hmm. So I made up my mind. I am a trailblazer and a trendsetter for the women. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. That's <laughs> ooh, that was powerful right there. Yeah, yeah. I know y'all busy, and I know y'all got y'all have your own ministries, but at, we uh, we're coming up on our next break and. I just really, I'm really enjoying discussing this with you because uh, a lot of, a lot of people are, they're afraid and the very things that you're missing, mentioning tradition, uh, fear, uh, acceptance, rejection are things that we face on a daily, daily basis. Uh, one thing that I want to look at briefly is uh, a lot of people are angry and upset with the failures of the church and and leadership, is is th- is this something that we should observe, or should people just take personal responsibility for their own malignant issues and uh, setbacks, you know, or should the church look at this and say, okay, what what's going on, uh, overseer? Well, I do feel like we have a lot too. The true people of God have a lot of things to be upset about when it comes to the church as a body um, because the church is not on its JLB as a whole, um, the building church, that is. But the true church mm-hmm. is inside of us. We mm-hmm. carry the true church with us wherever we go. 
So the leaders of the church have been set into their ways, but then they need to come back to their true love. And, you know, because they were set out on fire. They was on fire for God for one time, but then they become stagnated with the ways of the world, you know, um, pleasing, trying to please man more than they're trying to please God. And that's what a lot of people are observing nowadays is that they are tuning in to man and the world rather than focusing on. You mean like personalities, that's what we're. Yes, personality or or they call tradition or or trying to make their numbers fit right or trying to please the Joneses because you know the Joneses are the the money the the people that put pouring the money into churches you know or or their facilities so we need to focus on what God word says stick to that no matter what the world say no matter what the the community say but what God word say. And it may be rocky. It may you may get stones thrown at you uh-huh, uh-huh. because they persecuted God, Jesus, when uh-huh. He went about telling the truth. So you can stand to get persecuted if Amen. you are truly a child of God, you know. Okay. But that don't mean that you're gonna fall. That means just mean that you're gonna have to strive a little bit harder, or work a little harder, or get your skin a little bit tougher. Amen. Listen, uh. I'm not going to go to a commercial, but I do want to tell my listeners I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den, and we're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Uh, Pastor Walker, could you address that last question, please? Yes. When when I begin to hear about, I, I love that, that Overseer uh, clarified in regards to the church, because we understand that the true church is perfect. Mm-hmm. As we look at for the leaders and and observing uh, of other people, I said, when I think about that, everyone should be held responsible. Because, and what I I mean by that, we understand that leaders, um, we as leaders, and I incorporate myself in that, we as leaders has a responsibility for the body. But the body also has a responsibility as well. So how do we bridge those that gap? Is that we become hearers and doers of the word. And we begin to be transparent with the people. And yes, we should observe that. And when we see things that are coming or things that have happened, it should be addressed accordingly to the word of God. That we do not leave any sheep behind. Mm-hmm. But also... As for the people, if we begin to educate them and get back to the basics, the people would know and feel free to how to come back or how to come to us as leaders in regards or respect to anything they got going on. So if I have an alt with my brother, whether it's the pastor or whomever, I will know how to go to them. Mm-hmm. So as we look at that, we need to make sure that when we say that, it's something it should be on both parts. Mm-hmm. And where do as leaders, where do, where's my responsibility is, and where's me as being a servant, a sheep, where's my responsibility? But we need to come together as a body so that we can become one and be unified and not divided. Amen. 
we all have a, a personal responsibility. I like how you said we all have a personal responsibility. We all are, are held accountable with this thing. So it's not just on the leaders, but we have to do we have to do our part because we're held in the uh, under the stricter higher standards. Correct. Yes, and let me say something else real quick because when we when we hear about what leaders are supposed to do, we hear what God speaks in characteristics. But when God says about anger, he don't call out a title. Mm-hmm. He called out our responsibility as a believer. And so when he called us home and when that day come, he's going to deal with us according to what we thought, our behavior, and our deeds. So, again, mm-hmm. everybody has a responsibility. That's right. Everyone. Amen. That's right. Not one-sided. Uh, mm-hmm. But Pastor Walker, some, sometimes sometimes people can't handle transparency. You're correct, and mm-hmm. I get that a lot. Um, and and, and, and my go, no, I, I was saying some people can't handle transparency. But in order for us to be uh, integ to maintain our integrity, uh, I'm not I'm not going to lie to them when it comes to the word. But at the same time, they have to. There has to be a clarity. And helping them to understand, if you know what I mean. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, and when we said transparency, I'm not talking about uh, the transparency of accepting a sin. We're supposed mm-hmm. to love the person and hate the sin. And, and when mm-hmm. we talk about transparency, we, we don't need to be just keep saying God is love. Yes, he is love, but he also holds us accountable. And he also disciplines those he loves. Mm-hmm. So in, in that transparency, it, it always transparency need to come with truth. Mm-hmm. Not mean mm-hmm. that I can get down and I can hang and I can party with you. No, not that transparency. But saying that, hey, I've been where you at. I have those struggles. Even though I'm a pastor, I still have those struggles. But mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. let me tell you about a Savior that can deliver us truly from those struggles. That's the transparency I'm talking about. Amen. Because I because I know a lot a lot of people want to keep it real and do this, but you still have to speak the truth in love because a lot of people Correct. get damaged. They they get damaged by the the sword. We need the sword, but the sword ain't supposed to kill me. Overseer. Yes, I'm here. Okay. All right. Well, listen. As we we're, we're coming we're coming down to our uh, our final uh, minutes of the broadcast. I, I thank you for your. Uh, I thank you for your sobriety. I thank you for just your intention and what you're sharing with the people tonight. Uh, crossing your Red Sea, it, it, it hinges on a breakthrough, and a lot of people are not getting breakthroughs. And you know what? Sometimes I feel that we in the church, we get a little uh, – the Bible says envy not the oppressor. Sometimes we in the church get to looking at the world. And we get to thinking, okay, they're prospering, they're making, making it. Why am I not making it? And they say, I'm making it because they're seeing in my. I'm not making it because they're seeing in my camp. But the world is full of sin, and you see them prospering. So something is missing. Either, like you say, we're being. Uh, what you say about perfection? We're being displaced by perfection. Perfection is uh, is hindering us in a sense. It, Pastor, could you say what you said again about perfection? We're being crippled by the, by, by uh, perfection. That's because, it. We're being crippled. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Um, don't, what I what I was saying. Don't let our uh, perfection cripple you, because mm-hmm. while we're striving, 
and we understand the word says strive, strive uh, to be perfect, uh, per- perfection. But does, but don't let that cripple you, and it distorts your thinking, distorts uh, the way of what God is really saying. Because a lot of times, when we're looking at perfection and we're looking at certain things, we look at it in the eyesight of what we think versus what mm-hmm. God is really what God really means. Amen. Well, listen, as we get ready to close, I want you to. Uh, there, there are some people who are listening. Who who need a, a breakthrough? I have some faithful listeners like uh, uh, Rosalie, or Maggie, or Pastor Larry. They're, they're always on here with me. My wife also, and and but there are some people who are out there in in the web, in the internet world, that need a serious breakthrough. And and uh, God has led them tonight to listening. And and they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And and that's synonymous with crossing the Red Sea or going to that next level. So, if you will speak directly to that person who's going through a struggle and tell them what you believe they can do to go to that next level. And I, I know we, everybody's situation is different. And while we may not know the specifics of it, but uh, I'm going to start with you overseer. If you could just speak directly to that person that uh, is going through that thing and they want to cross over to their Red Sea, what would you say to them? One thing that I would say was, would be, Never give up. Never give up. Never give in. Never. No give matter up. how it's really looking, then you know, turn that thing around and trust mm-hmm. God. You can look like you're facing a firing squad, but if you look behind what it really is, you can see the hand of God working in it. So no matter what it looks, trust God. Believe that God will see you through. He said, I will never leave you. I never forsake you. That means that he's been with you all of your life, bringing you over obstacles, and he will never leave you. He will always make a way, but you got to trust in him. You got to see it for yourself, no matter what nobody tells you. Amen. Obviously, I, I appreciate how you said tonight on various occasions to trust God because I've met people who their, their trust meter is so broken and we're so suspicious and paranoid of each other that when it comes to trust, you just throw that out the window. We've been hurt. We've been bruised. We've been damaged. And you heard people say, I ain't trusting no more, but I appreciate tonight how you have directed us to trust God. Amen. Uh, amen. You know, and my brother, I just want to say real quick, you know what I just came to. I am a miracle That's because right. the doctors basically had gave me, you know, they had said that I had cancer. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, people of God, through all of that, I trusted God and I accepted whatever was going to happen was going to be in God's hand. They did three tests on me. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They what they saw was a blockage. When they said when they tested me the second time, they didn't see that blockage. They saw the number of cancer, but then they didn't see it. But then they did a third, and they didn't see anything. Amen. So I tell you, God can heal you. God can do it, but you got to believe that God can. You cannot right. have any doubt. Amen. That's why Thank I so much. trust God. Amen. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Um, Pastor, I'm gonna get, we got about, uh, you have about three minutes. If you could just speak directly to that person who uh, wants to uh, cross their Red Sea tonight, please. I can personally tell that person God is able. He's well able, and he's faithful. And just to speak as a mother, as as of the 31st of this month, I will um, 
be a member member of my 24-year-old son that died last year all of a sudden. Mm. If God can carry me through of a grandmother that died and died in the month of June and the mother died my mother died four months later and my son died the following year in March. He's well able. He's faithful and he's just. He's a keeper. All you have to do is go before God and trust to know that he can and he will and he shall do it. If you just abide in him and abide in his word, anything you ask in God's name, he shall do it. If you don't know him, seek him tonight that you may get to know him and develop a divine relationship with him. And as Pastor said before, he will never leave you, no, he ever forsake you. And he will shield you from your past and your shame and your guilt. Trust the Lord and love him with all your heart. Travel with grace and mercy and your days shall be great. God bless you. Amen. Listen, tonight you've heard from Overseer Overseer Terry Oliver of Out of the Box Ministries, as well as Pastor Carol Walker of No Limit Ministries. We've talked about the transcendence, the liberty, the, the empowerment, the power that comes from just the titles of those ministries. And tonight you heard the word, you've uh, been in fellowship, and, and you received directly. Listen, I want you to cross your Red Sea. Don't stay paralyzed in fear. Don't stay paralyzed in a mindset. Don't stay there where you are. You have to move forward and get to the promised land, get to the promises that God has for you. Again, tonight, I want to thank Pastor Walker. Thank you, Overseer uh, Oliver. Yes. You two are amazing. I thank God for the anointing on your life. I look forward to fellowshipping with you tonight. Family, uh, next Wednesday at 7 p.m., guess what? I got a show for you. I'm going to be talking to some single saved people, two men and two women. We're going to talk about living single, the good, the bad, and the struggle. I know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very uh, interesting. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You've been inside the lion's den, and I hope tonight that you receive strength. I hope that you receive I hope that you receive grace. Listen, if you want to get in touch with uh, Pastor Carol Walker, you can find her on Facebook under Pastor Carol Walker. Uh, also, if you want uh, to get in touch with Overseer uh, Terry Oliver, he's also on Facebook, uh, Terry Oliver, uh, Out of the Box Ministries. All right? Thank you all so much for being here tonight. I will see you next week. God bless you. <laughs>